Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome, and as you know, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Don't forget that in addition to our YouTube channel, The Edric Show is now available on all of your favorite streaming podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and just about anywhere you can get a podcast streaming. We are there. So we want to ask you to please log into your favorite streaming service, hit up our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, as we continue to grow this thing from the ground up. My guest today is someone I've known for a long, long time, Mr. Robert Troy Hancock. Robert is a, has a very interesting personal story that he's gonna share with you guys today. He recently retired as a bus operator and has driven for several public transit systems here in Northern California. He is a survivor of gun violence and has been able to overcome some significant health challenges, including diabetes, depression, and anxiety. Along his, along his journey, he has become a certified personal trainer, and he's a strong advocate for men's health and wellness, particularly for African-American men, and today he shares his story. So, Robert, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for having me. Likewise. Thank you for coming on, and uh, you have such a compelling story to share, so let's get right into it. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, tell us about growing up in Richmond, California. Uh, growing up in Richmond, uh, I was nine years old when we moved to Richmond. Um, my mother and uh, my two brothers. Um, Richmond um, is a growing up in Richmond was 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 interesting. Um, a lot of hardworking people uh, live in Richmond. Um, it was a place where um, sports was a big way of staying out of trouble. Um, I played a lot of basketball at uh, elementary school, which was Belding Elementary School, um, while I was in uh, middle school. Um, Played for St. Paul's Catholic School while I was in middle school, uh, basketball that is. Um, played baseball for the city of San Pablo, which is right next to Richmond. Um, got my first job in Richmond at the uh, uh, Social Security building uh, in Richmond on Nevin Avenue. Um, yeah, Richmond was a, it was a good place for me to grow up. Um, a lot of people, a lot of the kids there were uh, not uh, rich. Um, you were, uh, like I said, very interested in sports. Um, as a young man, I was very interested in sports and the young ladies. <laughs> um, so, you know, of course, there were house parties. Um, at that time, we could walk two miles at midnight and not really get in any, into any kind of trouble. So Richmond was, um, it, it, it was a safe place at the, during the time I was growing up. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed Richmond. And a uh, shout out to all the places for the house parties in Richmond, uh, like you, uh, <laughs> Hilltop Green, uh, a lot of places, man. We used to go to some of the parties out there. So 
okay. uh, great memories for that. Um, so you, you get out of high school, you're, you're, you're going through your, 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 your transitioning into adulthood, um, and then you got the opportunity to be a, a bus operator. So how, what, what path led you to becoming um, and, and establishing a career in public transportation? Um, I was uh, in college, going to College of Alameda, um, Laney College, uh, the Peralta College District, and uh, taking administration of justice. And um, I was working a part-time job on the weekends as a security officer. And I would pick up um, newspapers, the Sunday paper, and magazines to read because my post, I didn't have to uh, rove around for my post, um, but every hour. So during, in between, I would read. And so I was reading the, the one ads in the Sunday paper, and it was it's, it said that there was a job available at uh, Golden Gate Transit over Marin County. And um, I said, wow, driving a bus would be cool. I had never driven a bus before. And they said um, in the advertisement that they were um, holding a test over in San Francisco for bus drivers. And you had to be at least 21, and I was 21. And so I said, I'll check it out. I, I had no idea where Marin County was, though. And um, I said, I'm going to check this out. So I uh, took the test, I passed the test, and then I was in training. And um, that's how I got into bus driving. I just um, saw one ad one Sunday and, and followed up on it and ended up driving a bus, not knowing that I would end up in the career for 27 years. Huh. So it very interesting. It was a good career too. Good career. Um, and that experience, uh, and you worked in multiple transit systems, you were Golden Gate and also AC Transit as well. Or what other systems true, did you work for? True. And uh, Marine Airport. Okay. Okay. Um, being part of public transportation, what are some of the things and some of the risks and challenges that people may not be aware of when they're using it, but from a driver's perspective, uh, what are some of the things you want to share with people just about because um, it's not easy, man, dealing with one, dealing with the public and then two, uh, having the wherewithal to navigate, I don't know, seven, eight ton vehicle around areas. So what are some of the risks and, and, and challenges you had to face uh, being in public transportation? Um, as a driver, the risk I faced was uh, having someone get on the bus that was having an extremely bad day hmm. um, that wanted to take it out on somebody. Bus drivers are easy targets. We open up the door and we're right there. And because, and this may segue into something else if you let it, but because um, we're part of a system of government, so to speak, be it state, federal, or county, um, people um, are dealing with the system. And so they may be upset at this system and they see a bus driver as part of the system. Mm. So they catch the bus that day with a bad attitude, 
ready to take it out on somebody. And as soon as we open the door, they see the bus driver who's part of the system, as far as they're concerned, and they let us have it. <laughs> and so they can either be verbally abusive or they can be physically abusive. Um, yeah. And so those are the risks. That's one of the risks that um, that is there as as a bus operator. Run into somebody that's having an extremely bad day, and they want someone to take it out of. When you had those situations, was there training or just the the the, the way that you were? How did you de-escalate some of those situations uh, so that it didn't get you know didn't go left, right? So you can continue on getting people to their destination. Well, yeah, there's there's definitely training involved. Um, they tell us, AC Transit, tell you in training, do not enforce the fares. You can quote the fares, but don't enforce them. Because that's one of the things that makes a passenger who's already irate more irate, is when if they're short on fare and you tell them, hey, we need all the fare or you can't ride, then they tend to get upset and they see the driver as someone in between them and getting to their destination. And so they get very upset and they sometimes they, they lash out verbally or they lash out physically. But AC Transit teaches us not to enforce the fares. Interesting. Um you were also able to drive in different socioeconomic areas, right? So when you had right. a different clientele in, in Marin County versus other places. So um, what were some of the differences you noticed driving, say, maybe in more affluent areas versus driving in, say, more you know working class types of areas? Well, something that jumps out at me right away is um, when driving in Marin, there was a, in the more affluent areas, there were bus stops every 20 feet mm. opposed to compared to um, Oakland or Richmond there's a bus stop every maybe seven or eight blocks uh, people had to really uh, put an effort in getting to a bus stop in the less affluent areas they had to walk they had to get a ride um, you know and again, there may not be a shelter at that bus stop once they got there, nowhere to sit. Um, the more affluent areas, they had shelters. Um, like I said, the bus stops were every 20 feet. They didn't have to look hard or long for a bus stop. And so that's that's one of the things that really uh, jumped out at me when you asked me that question. Um, one thing that you're doing now, and, and uh, which I think is just uh, brilliant, because I don't know if it's if it's even out there right now, um, you're working on a manual, a health and wellness manual for commercial drivers. And uh, you know, being that you have the experience now of of retiring after 27 years, so um, what motivated you to want to write this this health and wellness manual specifically aimed at commercial drivers? Uh, I'm I'm also a nationally certified personal trainer. Um, I've been nationally certified now since 2012 with the American Council on Exercise, 
And uh, like you mentioned, I've, I've driven buses for 27 years. And so I've experienced the ill effects of driving for a living. And as a nationally certified personal trainer, I know how to combat the ill effects of driving for a living. So I just put the two together and I want to help drivers that may not know about the ill effects of driving for a living and that may experience the ill effects of driving for a living. And then I give them an antidote how to combat the ill effects of driving for a living. So I just wanted to help and give back. Um, I've been blessed um, and I just want to bless others, you know? Um, you openly share your story, as I said at the top, and one of the things you uh, talk about and, and, you know, put it out there is that um, you've had some experience uh, with gun violence. And so um, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure how much you want to get into, quote unquote, the details of it. But talk to us about that experience of, of surviving uh, gun violence. Um, yeah, I mean, we may need uh, two shows for that, but <laughs> I'll try to share as much as I can. And uh, we're organized and uh, logical and understandable. Sure. Um, yeah, I um, was young. I was um, hot-headed, very emotional. And uh, in a situation where my emotions got the best of me. And you heard that saying, you don't take a knife to a gunfight. Well... I was in extremely good shape, didn't carry weapons on me, and I went to um, uh, I guess address a situation that was a highly emotional situation. And after arriving at the location and seeing what was going on, it turned to ain't uh, very high anger, and I was going to do harm to somebody. And they had a gun, and I didn't. And I got shot. I got shot in the colon with a 45 Magnum hollow tip bullet. I got shot in the hip, in the right hip. And thank, thank God that I survived. Everything that I could do before I got shot, I can still do. Um, you know, it's really a blessing, but my emotions got me shot. Um, if I'd had control over my emotions, um, I would not have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> and so that basically I got shot. It, it was a long road to recovery. Um, I did experience anxiety and depression after that. Um, healing took some time. Um, a portion of my colon was removed. Um, thank God that there are really no residual effects. I can walk. I can run. I don't need a cane. Um, I didn't need a colostomy bag. Um, you know, my digestive system is a little sluggish. I have to watch it. I can't eat steak night after night. But uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, the Lord bless me. Hmm. Um, 
you you've talked about you know the physical aspects of it and you you briefly mentioned uh depression and anxiety which is um you know happens quite a bit in our community particularly uh it goes undiagnosed in african-american men so um how did you get through it and and what are some of the the lessons you learned and what, what are some of the things you want to let folks know about who may be going through this about how to get help uh to make sure they come out of it okay so the first thing i did to um get through it was thank god that i was alive be grateful be grateful um that you have your life and next thing i did was um got counseling um took medication um, and re received a lot of support from my mother, uh, my brothers, um, uh, my wife at the time, and uh, you know, getting getting shot um, is really hard. If that with that bullet damages whatever it touches, so. Once I had, once I got over it physically, um, the mental part took over the anxiety, the depression, and like I said, praying and medicine and family, um, thinking positive. Um, you know, one positive thought will kill a thousand negative thoughts. One positive action will kill uh, many negative thoughts in action. So just be positive. Um, know that you're not alone. I went to group meetings um, and realized that other people were suffering with different things. And I wasn't by myself. And um, you know, I just, I did my best to move forward with the large health. <laughs> and so it, it really helped me. And each day um, got better. They got better. Going to work, going about my day, my regular routine, going to work, going to church, working out, trying to recover physically more and more each day, um, eating healthy, learning more, and just, um, you know, I, I hope I answered the question. You did. Uh, you did. Yeah. You did. And it's going to help people because I think the key to what you said is that you weren't alone. And, right. and, right. You weren't uh, afraid to to reach out because I think uh, there's a stigma uh, in our community about therapy and getting help. Right. And as men, um, we keep a lot of things bottled up inside of us, which which are not which is not healthy. It's just not right. healthy. So, uh, congratulations on being able to get through that struggle yeah, and man. and yeah, recognizing all the praises go to the Lord. I heard that, man. Amen. Amen. Um, so. You also talk about and, and you openly share some of the other health challenges that you have. And again, um, you are you're opening up your story to help, especially African-American men who might be going through similar health situations. You, you struggle with diabetes and I believe heart disease as well. Is that correct? Yeah, well, diabetes is heart disease. OK. Um, yes, I did. My doctor just told me about maybe nine months ago that I reversed my diabetes. And I did it. Um, I was on metformin for about three months because my A1C 
Uh, my blood sugar was up to 11. And the doctor wanted me to get it down. And I felt the uh, fastest way for me to get it down was to um, take their medication, uh, which was metformin. But I had read so many negative things about metformin that I um, quickly got into exercise and diet as a remedy for my diabetes and symptoms. And um, now I, I do it with diet and exercise. So um, one of the things that really helped me was fasting. Um, maybe, uh, not maybe, but not eating um, four hours before bedtime and wake up in the morning, um, have lemon water, um, maybe have an apple, um, not maybe, but have an apple, um, breakfast, workout, and I lost weight. That was another uh, contributing factor towards helping me reverse diabetes. I lost uh, 30 pounds. Um, so yeah, losing weight, eating right, getting my rest, um, they all contributed towards me reversing the diabetes. So sticking to a plant-based diet, I went vegan for a year. And so that really, um, assisted me in, um, losing weight and modifying my diet. I'm not a vegan now, but I have added the vegan lifestyle to uh, a carnivore's lifestyle. So I, I go like maybe two days or three days out of the week with no meat or dairy. And I do uh, salmon, uh, lots of vegetables, lots of berries, berries help replenish the cells. And uh, so I, I eat a lot of berries, I drink a lot of water. I do a lot of um, Green tea with no sweetener, with no, uh, so that's another thing is your bitters, like bitter tea, uh, decaf coffee with no sugar, no cream. Uh, these things help counteract the sugar in the body. And so I do that also now to help. Uh, cinnamon is another thing that helps um, regulate your sugar levels. Um, so I do sugar with oatmeal fiber. I do a lot of fiber um, through my vegetables and fruits, but also oatmeal, organic oatmeal with uh, cinnamon and a little butter. And uh, I'll put my berries with that and uh, have a banana with it. So these are some of the things I do. Um, I've been very successful with bars health with these things. And I feel great. I feel great. I work out um, five to seven days a week. Well, congratulations on on you know I, I, triumphing tri over some of the setbacks that you've encountered uh, in your life, and that's why uh, when you reached out to me, it was I wanted to talk to you because you have such a compelling story, and I want to thank you for sharing it with with our viewers today. Um, <laughs> if I can, uh, when the book comes out, or if, people want to get more information about you, uh, particularly either as a personal trainer or just to ask you some health tips, uh, how can they get a hold of you? 
I have a website. It's uh, www.roberthancock.org. Um, it's associated with my business, which is Forever Young Fitness. So you may see uh, the Forever Young Fitness title under that website. Um, go to it. It's a bio on me. And it um, also has my book. I'll, I'll be selling my book through my website. And so it's just a matter of time. I have to have a copy written and stuff. But it's written already. Excellent. And for our YouTube viewers uh, and others, we will put a link to uh, Robert's website in the description so you can click on it and get all the information. Uh, and, and again, to um, be able to share in his personal story and his personal journey, uh, which is one of triumph that I see. So Robert, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. Uh, continued success and best of luck to your family. Uh, shout out to Big Marv, uh, my old hooping buddy. Uh, yeah. So give him a shout out for me. But uh, again, man, thank you for coming on the Edge Show. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, man. It was my pleasure. I'm so proud of you. Uh, you look well. You look healthy. You look blessed. I am. And just stay blessed, man. To you and your family, stay blessed. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, this has been another edition of The Edric Show. We want to thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, we are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, you can find The Edric Show. Please, please subscribe. Come to our YouTube channel, subscribe as we continue to grow this thing from the ground up. You can also catch us on Instagram at Edric Show. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode.